0: Hi everyone, this is Luke Moroni for the Daily Property Search Podcast. And what I'd like to speak about today is how many property deals do you need to assess before buying? Before I get into this topic, just a disclaimer that this podcast is for general purposes only and should not be regarded as financial or legal advice. Make sure you get your own independent advice when it comes to investing. So how many deals should you assess before looking and purchasing and doing all that due diligence and getting into a position to actually sign on the dotted line. The reason for bringing up this particular topic is there are a few clients coming through at the moment um, and everyone's going to be slightly different. And some of them will need to assess quite a few deals before they put themselves into a position of saying, yes, I am gonna complete on this particular deal. So we're obviously in a, a place where I've personally purchased thirty properties myself, so it's fairly easy for me to assess a property purchase. And I know someone starting out will probably take that that a little bit longer, or maybe a lot longer, to make those decisions. I guess as the situation is, they've signed up with us to look at property deals, and we're doing this each and every day. And we put property deals in front of them, and it's a it's an interesting. Mindset or mind shift for them to make that decision okay, do I go with what these guys are saying, a search party property, and put my trust in them to deliver a good property deal? Or do I need to continue to educate myself before I actually complete on that deal and go ahead and make that purchase? So it is a lot of things that we really need to assess and, and put forward for them to give the clients. Uh, a really good indication about what's gonna happen with that particular property. So we are providing information about um, what's going on with that particular property in terms of price, rental, um, what's happening in terms of you, if you can put a granny flat or subdivide that property, providing mapping and where it's close to transportation and infrastructure and shopping centers and so forth. So all that detail is provided. How do you assess one deal from another is the question because some of these deals are fairly close in terms of price and cash flow and we are typically getting real estate agents that are coming to us with a deal that they have motivated sellers with and that we're providing clients with really good deals on the back of having these motivated sellers who need to get that property sold in a very short time. So all that needs to be assessed by the client and I guess a couple of big things that I really wanted to key points that I would really wanted to explain to everyone to give you maybe that little sense of making sure that you're looking at you know each and every deal and not thinking do I actually go now or do I go later so that's the really the big thought process behind because sometimes that first price or that first deal could be your best. Um, Do you wait a little bit longer looking or seeking for perfection or do you go and for the ability to continue to multiply your property portfolio? My first point that I'd like to make in terms of um, assessing deals and actually whether you complete on a deal is it depends on your confidence levels, your levels of education and really your confidence as a client on the team of people that you're working with. So firstly, assessing your confidence levels and you know are you have you known the markets that we 're dealing with so at search Party property we 're looking at Brisbane properties between the fifteen and thirty five K mark from Brisbane. Typically, our clients are buying between two hundred and fifty and five hundred thousand dollar properties. Your cash flows range from maybe a five to an eight and a half or um, eight and a half percent yield so you kind of know what type of markets we 're dealing in. Typically, and um, really it 's your confidence levels on how much of that product have you seen, um, how many investment deals have you seen, what is your level of knowledge in the markets that you you are going to typically purchase in? and I know going back to my first purchase in the Brisbane market, my confidence levels were quite low. Um, I had to put a lot of trust in the people, my team that I was working with and I didn't really know any of the suburbs. Doing a little bit of research um, brought up a couple of concerns because it was low social economic areas. There were things with in regards to crime. So that's always a worry on the back of buying an investment. Are you gonna get damage? Are you gonna get theft? Uh, is there gonna be robberies? Are you gonna have insurance claims? That's all needs to be considered. But in saying that, the resultant of that particular deal is I've had the same tenant from day one, um, and the yield on that property is 8.5%. Um, so it's provided really good cash flow, had a really good tenant in there. I've had no issues with the property, um, touch wood. And, and basically, we're in a situation now that I've got, after that first purchase, I've obviously got a lot more confidence. And that's a general discussion that we're having with clients right now. So I guess asking those questions, if you lack the confidence as a client right now, Get that little bit of education and do your due diligence on all the deals that are provided to you. And then it's about saying, well, how much confidence do I have in the team I'm working with? And really assess that for yourself. And if you're gonna have the confidence in that team, you know place that confidence in their team ask them which of these three deals really best does suit me in terms of my finance in terms of my strategy in terms of where I'm going in the future and and really pick apart each of those you know maybe there's three deals on the table at the moment maybe you pick apart each of those deals to then raise your level of confidence because you know the mindset of investing is probably 80% of it the knowledge the skills the experience comes in for about 20%. And if you don't, as a first-time investor, have the confidence or the knowledge or experience in that market, you know, that's what your team of experts is about. So rely on them, lend on lean on them and make sure that you know there is a reason why you signed up with them from the start. So you know, pick apart, ask those powerful questions to really uh, nut that down to get to a point where you're increasing your confidence levels with each and every property deal that is put forward to you and assess for yourself. Why are you knocking in the back that property? We are looking in in a in a place where there are established properties, they've, you know, they've got repairs and maintenance issues with them. Um, often they're from motivated sellers who don't look after the place too well or haven't, they have left it in disrepair for some time. So, and that's why sometimes we can get these even larger discounts um, with the work that you might need to do which is 20, uh, $10,000, 20000 or $30,000 putting in that work you might see that the property value is increased to fifty or eighty dollars or $100,000 because of the work that you've done and the seller does not want to do. So there's the difference in some of those. My second point I'd like to make in terms of assessing property deals is do the deals match with your own investment criteria and if not what is missing? You really need to assess, you know, for yourself, not apart from, you know, uh, I guess in terms of where we are as, as property buyers agents, but what's your investment strategy? You know, talking to clients, we're in a situation where they do want the house with the growth uh, factor in there of putting a or subdivide, but then they see a property investment that has a high cash flow, and the potential in that property is probably not as much growth as having that big, large land content. But they go back and see the numbers, and get excited by the numbers, but don't see the potential for the future value of that. So you really have to go back to that criteria, that investment criteria, that focus that you have, and stay on that path, and or assess those two deals, and okay, what works right now, and what's gonna potentially work in future? Is it about the land content that's really gonna give you that growth, really gonna put you in a place where you are going to increase your property wealth and that's gonna do a lot better sometimes than maybe going for those cash flow deals. So you've got to assess where you're at, what you need right now and maybe that land content and the lower yield right now may not suit you. Maybe you do need that cash flow to come through on a regular basis that doesn't need a lot of repairs and maintenance and you're in a position that you know um, your buffer is you don't want to reduce that buffer that you have in your savings account or your offset account um, any further than what it is. So it, that investment criteria of sticking to that cash flow and not being focused on a granny flat site is probably better for you. So that's where you really have to just stay on that path of your investment criteria. And if, it, if it's where you want to go, just stick to that where, you, where you're assessed is the best place for you to go. My third point is about taking action, and this is where a lot of people lack in terms of their investment portfolios. There's so many people always say, I wish I'd bought property 20 years ago. And it's the whole big factor of their lack of action taking. So um, go in, look to assess those deals like we've talked about, look to assess your confidence levels, build on those skills and knowledge and experience by um, looking at deals and then make sure you're going down that path of sticking to your investment criteria but then action taking is the massive thing where people will continue to assess 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 and never do anything but we want people to get in here uh, you know sign up with us buy property and grow your wealth over time and obviously that over time takes a lot of patience for people because they probably wanna see that growth happen straight away so they can go again, but sometimes markets play up at different times. We've got a situation where the lending market is quite tight at the moment and it's difficult to draw equity on a property and use that for another property. So we might have to sit tight for different, at different times, but when the times are good for lending, then maybe you get in and, and take massive action. So right now, it requires some action taking, obviously assess where your buffers are, your risk level, and where your property path is, but really buy that property. And and because buying that property now on the choices of deals that we, we're, we're putting in front of you as buyers agents will set you up for the potential to get that second property in a short amount of time if you're able to transact that property when it's when it's assessed and delivered to you and it meets your investment criteria so you really want to get into in terms of you know focusing on that deal and taking action to move forward with your property investing because the difference in some of the capital growth on some of the difference in these properties is it's you know maybe it's going to be between ten thousand twenty thousand even fifty thousand dollars in five or ten years time now If you've grown a a property by 200,000 in five years time or 10 years time and there's a difference of 20 or 30,000, it's not gonna have a significant impact on your ability to then go and buy another property on the back of that or growing your wealth. At least you've taken the action to make a move and buy investment properties. And that's the, the learnings that you can get Um, you know at the end of the day like it's the experiences that we have in life and what we can do about creating our property portfolio that's you know sometimes just so more much more important the learnings the experience and the skills that we get early on so much more important than some of the early money that you make because often it is not what money we make it's how much we hold Um, more and more people what we're seeing is they grow their wealth and then they put it all into one particular investment, and they blow it all. You know, I've seen, heard, it, you know, multiple times, I spoke to someone yesterday in terms of looking at them building their property portfolio, then getting tied up with a few different people and trying to do a development, put $2 million of their money into this development and lost a lot. Now, great thing for them is they put themselves in a situation to rebuild that over the next, Five, eight, 10 years, and they've gotten themselves to a place where they now have another couple of investment properties that they've started that growth again. So, great on them for going through that process. Um, You know, got to worry about those big, you know, betting everything on one particular deal and um, put yourself in a situation where you're taking high risk on your whole portfolio as opposed to getting in there, um, building that over time, being patient and you know, learning from the process and making sure that you're building it over time and holding that, that, that wealth, that equity that you have so you can then continue to create it over time. So be careful on some of those issues that you can and remember that the skills and knowledge and experience that you get over time will benefit you so much. If you'd like to talk about this particular topic in terms of assessing deals and getting to buying further, please do give me a call on 0400-332-377 and happy to speak about your own personal investing circumstances as well. And thank you for tuning in.